the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, six minutes after six. It's a Monday. Good morning to you. We got a lot to talk about. We got a big announcement coming up at seven o'clock. Uh, be ready for that. Tell your friends to get on uh, Facebook and tell your friends to be listening to the radio because at seven o'clock, a big, big announcement is coming. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You're going to have to be here at seven o'clock to hear uh, what's going on, but I consider it a seminal announcement uh, coming up at 7 o'clock. I'm really excited about this. A big story today. Uh, it's out on Fox News today. Uh, this occurred uh, with Senator Tom Cotton. Are you guys familiar with what happened to Senator Cotton over the weekend? You know, I don't guess I did. I saw um, I saw somebody posted just something about Tom Cotton, but he didn't say what it was. So I figured okay. there might have been something that went on. He was. Uh, he gave an interview to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And somebody lifted a sentence out of the uh, interview, and they're 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 showing no mercy on the senator, calling him a racist, <laughs> calling him. I mean, a bona fide racist. You, let me just read this to you. Uh, Cotton took to Twitter yesterday to call out what he identified as fake news after criticism in a newspaper interview where he spoke about the founding fathers and how they considered slavery a, quote, necessary evil, unquote. Cotton was interviewed in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, spoke about a bill that he sponsored that seeks to deny federal funds to schools and incorporate the New York Times controversial 1619 project into its teaching curriculum. Thank you, Senator, by the way, from the bottom of my heart for uh, to fight against this uh, non-history uh, project that the New York Times is trying to get started, and we'll talk about it in a moment. Uh, Cotton told the paper, and here's the famous quote. Are you guys ready? Everybody hold on. Iverson, hold on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, they're saying that Tom Cotton hates you. We have to study the history of slavery and its role and impact on the development of our country because otherwise we can't understand our country. As the founding father said, it was the necessary evil upon which the union was built, but the union was built in a way, as Lincoln said, to put slavery on the course to its ultimate extinction. Unquote. That is true. Right. What's wrong with that statement? I don't know. It's only it's only wrong, Iverson, if somebody doesn't know their history at all. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, they're looking for something. I mean, Tom Cotton's got a target on his back for being conservative. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, the truth is irrelevant. They're just looking for anything uh, to uh, go after him with. So yeah, that uh, just that just uh, R.D. just points it out even more blatantly that uh, they're not looking for the truth. If you no. can't just have a conversation and say something exactly the way it was at the time, then you're never going to get, uh, you know, things resolved. And so I applaud the senator for saying things that, I mean, it's true. Isn't it absolutely true? Well, some, sometimes you got to deal with the fact that you take things one step at a time. Yeah. And, the, you know, I recognize that there's a lot of different evils in the world, but sometimes I'm going to focus on one of them. Mm-hmm. The fact is that kidnapping black people out of Africa and, and, and selling them into slavery is terrible. The people who did it should have been put to death. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day... Sometimes there's more pressing issues that maybe, or maybe it's maybe it's not more pressing, but it's something you can actually he, do something about. He was quoting somebody. He was quoting history from the way I read it. He wasn't. He wasn't saying that. He was that, quoting uh, he, Lincoln. Yeah, he was quoting Lincoln. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't stating what he felt was right. He quoted Link. He quoted Lincoln, and he so said the founding fathers saw that it was a it was perhaps a necessary evil, and they did because it was the only way to get the Declaration of Independence uh, signed. That's was right, to because allow the uh, large Southern states would not come into the exactly. union unless they could bring slavery. That's exactly in right with them and. You know, the, the wisdom of the of the day should be applauded and not uh, disdained like that. Because you think about it, if they had not uh, uh, yielded to that and allowed that to happen, there would be no United States of America, at least not one the way we know it. There may have been a, this continent may have been just a second Europe. And uh, there would have the just war. been wars on top yeah. of wars on top of wars on top of wars. Well, there might have been more than three countries in North America. Absolutely. Right now we have. Canada, Absolutely, the U.S. and, and Mexico, and there, so there might have been dozens, perhaps. Yeah, which would would have been different. Uh, very different. It would have been again. Well, more that's like, an, more like I liked the way you said that, uh, Paul. <laughs> that that was such an understatement. <laughs> uh, it would be it might have we, been different. Yeah, it would have been different. We don't know wow. how it would have been different. And, yeah. and I've heard Iverson say before in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, they they listed where they wanted to be at, mm-hmm. not where they was yep. at the time, yep. Yep. but that all men are created equal and have a right to pursuit of life, yep. liberty. And the pursuit of happiness. And the pursuit of happiness. They put down what they were shooting yep. for, but not what necessarily the, what where were they, they were pursuing? at. Hey, Iverson, what were they pursuing? They used the term of what they were pursuing, a more perfect, perfect union. union. A more perfect union. You know, and, and the men of the day, I, I'll say it like this, they were, when you read their writings, more aware of, of their, um, that they would have to stand before God when you look at even this, some uh, many of the state constitutions, that was one of the things that they required of people to run office, that they you know, had to look beyond just this life that we live now, that they would have to answer to the supreme judge. And that was uh, just about one of the requirements in many state constitutions. So these men were keenly aware that uh, there was there's more to this life than, uh, you know, just what we're living today that they wouldn't have to answer to an eternal God. And so when they made these decisions, they didn't do it lightly. Well, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Hannah uh, or Nicole Hannah Jones, the lady who won the Pulitzer Prize, and this makes me sad because she won the Pulitzer Prize for her essay on the 1619 Project. And if you read uh, her articles, it is so 
historically, factually incorrect, uh, made the statement of chattel slavery, uh, generational permanent race-based slavery where it was legal to rape, torture, and sell human beings for profit were a, quote, necessary evil, as Tom Cotton, Arkansas, says. It's hard to imagine what cannot be justified if it is a, a means to an end, unquote. Cotton responded to her that, quote, describing the views of the founders is not an endorsement or an attempt at justification. No surprise that the 1619 Project can't get its facts right, unquote. Because all you got to do is read the 1619 Project, and factually, it, it, it's completely specious of facts. It just ignores facts, left and right. That's why he's fighting against it being part of the curriculum uh, in schools in the United States. I'm going to say this. If we allow that, that garbage, and we've already let Zen in with his book, if we allow that into our schools, I will begin calling schools from then on uh, re-education programs. I think they already are. Yeah, it's too, it's too late we're for that. There. It's a socialist re-education program and an evolution re-education program, the absence of God mm-hmm. and evolution. They're only teaching one theory, and that's I can see the socialist theory and, uh, and a theory without of God. It's supposed to be science, which is not science at all. So maybe this will awaken everyone to get back and pay attention to what they're teaching our children. As we go into the electronic age, you know, some of the people that I talk to say that they do not see their children's books anymore. It scares them what their children are being taught. But someone needs to pass a bill here in the state of Arkansas saying that parents have access to all the curriculum that their children are being taught. Yeah, they're not shown the t- curriculum. So much of it is online, and uh, I'm going to just say the most average parents don't sit down and read what their kids are reading. I'm I'm sorry to say, but that's true. And let me just tell you what the 1619 uh, series does. Uh, the main argument of the 1619 Project is that this country was not founded to achieve independence from Britain, but to preserve the institution of slavery. That is the basic (laughs) premise. That is absolutely false. And they're going to let it be taught in school to your children. I'm talking now to the listeners, to your children. If you could see me in the studio right now, I'd be looking right at the camera and pointing at the camera. Your children, your grandchildren. And if it raises its head here in Arkansas, it needs to be decapitated immediately. It's, it's, I mean, you talk about changing history. This is rewriting. This is 1984 right in front of us. It really yeah. is. They're trying to destroy our country. And if you try to tear a building down, the first thing you do is you go to the foundation and you destroy the foundation of the building and the rest of it comes down. They're trying to destroy the the foundation that this country was built on, which is a constitution. Mm -hmm. It's it's a common tactic that people use. They will will take and and look at, at something wrong that someone does and say, well, this is your whole purpose in life. Well, no. That's an overstatement of someone's faults, and it's base, it's 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 not, nothing other than just simply lying or or um, just defamation of their character. I mean, if you know, maybe sometimes I speed, 
That is not my purpose in life, though. Maybe sometimes I commit some other um, violation of the law. That doesn't make it my purpose in life. Um, you know, what, Paul, what, what society or what individual uh, could stand up to the standard that these people are are saying out there, you know, uh, you think they that you have, have to be perfect? You think they have standards? Yeah, yeah, they got they got standards. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see them their standards against you know themselves. put up against themselves. You know, no, to no, say that no. their their standards absolutely easy, perfect. <laughs> yeah, they got easy standards. They their sure standard is whatever look it at takes. Else. That's exactly whatever it takes to bring down uh, people who are teaching the true history, who are teaching uh, the truth about slavery, who are teaching the truth about racism. And you have to I, ask I the honestly, question, what do they no. fear about the truth? Why do they fear the truth so much? Just like Jesus said, the truth will set you free. Because the truth will set you free, and they don't want people to be free. They want to be bound to this system. And they want them, let me say it like this, and I can be quoted, they want them to go back to slavery and remain slaves of the Democrat Party. Yeah, get on their plantation. That's what they want. <laughs> Yep, that's what they want. Somebody has to bear the burden, don't they? They do. Somebody <laughs> has to bear the burden. If somebody's getting something, getting something, then somebody else is, is earning it and paying yeah. for it. Then nothing comes for free. Because think about a, a people that no longer needs the government to take care of them. That makes the government less and less re- relevant. And then when you become relevant, you have to become smaller and smaller until you almost just don't exist anymore. And, and of course, we know and, and that they the, don't want that to happen. That should be the goal of it government. It should be the goal. It should be the goal of government. Just like the goal it of was the pre- intent. The goal of a preacher should be to, to work himself out of a job. because so, so nobody needs him anymore. That should be the goal of a preacher. That should be the goal of a police officer, is to work himself out of a job so nobody needs him anymore. Well, it should well, be the experiment, goal. yeah. The goal of government should be so that we're going to fix society and fix people. We're going we're gonna, to... We're going to impose justice, if you will. We're going to impose human rights on people. We're going to, and then our goal will be to work ourselves out of a job. It may never happen. That should be the goal. Well, I, ne- never, never to give yourself job security. Right. This experiment of the United States of America was to see if people could self-govern them, themselves, to see if people could live by a moral standard where they didn't have some have to have someone making their decisions for them all the time. The only thing governments Therefore, is to protect the innocent and to, and to punish the people that break other, yeah. other people's uh, rights and freedoms. Well, so I, sometimes, I, if you exercise your freedom and it, if it infringes over on my freedom, then you just stepped over that, your and, boundary. And that's, and that's the thing. So with, with government. we're supposed to be a free people with free will to make choices in our lives, but that's not what these people want. That's the thing. All right, stand by, guys. Oh, we got a break, huh? Yeah, hush, Paul. <laughs> okay, zip it, zip it. All right, we'll be back. We got more coming your way. It's the Dave Ellswick Show here on the day on uh, 101.1 FM. The answer back in a moment, 20 minutes after 6. 23 minutes after 6 on a Monday. Good morning to you. Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. We're talking about Senator Tom Cotton. Over the weekend, he made a, uh, uh, he was, there was a, uh, interview with him from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Several left-leaning folks have taken uh, taken a quote out of that article, completely out of context, saying that uh, it shows that uh, Tom Cotton is a racist, uh, that he, uh, he was responding about the Founding Fathers, 
And he said that, quote, the founders viewed slavery as a necessary evil and described how they put the evil institution on the path to extinction, a point that was frequently made by Lincoln or, you know, President Lincoln. For you who haven't read history, one time in America, uh, there was a president by the name of Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) And Abraham Lincoln signed this piece of... uh, uh, of uh, legislation called the Emancipation Proclamation, <laughs> which which uh, gave freedom uh, to all the uh, to the slave. Oh yeah, he was a white guy. Sorry, but uh, he did that. Plus, he spent the nation's treasure uh, for uh, uh, to fund a, a Union army to keep the Union together uh, and fought against slavery uh, as well. Uh, you know, from from the north against the south, and the south. And oh, if you haven't read, if you haven't read uh, history, the South lost. <laughs> uh, the South lost, and they stayed in the Union. By the way, they still stayed in the Union. Not saying that uh, that uh, the vestiges of slavery and the and the viciousness of uh, that belief system didn't hang around for a long time. Uh, for some people in their minds, it's still there. But I believe that racism is as much of a sin as, you know, uh, greed and uh, covetousness and a lot of other things that that, uh, you know, inflame the human condition. And, uh, you know, it's not going to go away until Jesus comes back. Yeah. It's 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 simple. It's not going to come go away until Jesus come back. But that for people to try to say uh, that this union uh, is as racist as it was uh, at some of its darkest periods of history yeah, is hogwash. a lie. It's just hogwash. It's yeah. a lie. And it's a lie from the pit of hell, in it fact. Yeah, that's, that's insane. I mean, I mean, you know, I think one of the reasons that you had kind of this, this idea that blacks were subhuman is because they literally believed that black people were subhuman back. And so... The, the logical conclusion is, you know, if, if I think that R.D. Hopper is just kind of a, a half monkey, then, you know, why wouldn't I treat him like a half monkey? Is there any reason for me to treat him like a, a normal yeah, but human being? Paul, yeah. Paul, let's understand something here. All kinds of people, all kinds of races mm-hmm. and, and colors have been treated as subhumans. Yep. The Jews continue to be treated <laughs> as subhumans because they're God's chosen people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and people think that uh, say things about them they wouldn't say about anybody else if you don't believe that just go read the comment section a lot of times on some conservative websites I'm amazed at people who you know I'm a Christian but the Jews are trying to control and I've got dudes what is it you don't understand about your savior yeah well they don't they don't have the most of these people don't have that savior. Or they, they they don't have the standard that Iverson was talking about. They're not thinking about someday I'll have to stand before right. the, the judge, the ultimate judge, and answer for the way I've lived my life. If you take that out of this country, then you don't you don't have anything but lawlessness and more of what you're seeing what you right think? there. What do you think, Iverson? You, you know, some anti-Semite that says he's a Christian. <laughs> Is going to be standing before our Lord and Savior, and Jesus is going to be looking at him. And I'm well, just, go, I'm just yeah, and, go and to our podcast, uh, Zoe Bible Church podcast, and listen to the message from yesterday. 
Yeah, kind of smile at him and say, you know I'm Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because Genesis 12, uh, the first uh, three verses there, particularly verses 2 and 3, uh, states it very plainly. In verse 3, if you bless Israel, I will bless you. You That's curse right. Israel, I will curse you. That's and right, so Genesis. when you look at you look at uh, our, our being America's, relationship, United States of America's relationship with Israel. And I took it back to 1492, uh, you know, when uh, Columbus, and I know you got all the the debate there, sailed the ocean blue. But what was he (laughs) really doing? Was he looking for a new homeland for the Jewish people? And then in 1781, there was a Jew, uh, Ham Solomon, who uh, helped uh, finance the Revolutionary War then you, you you know you move up just to you know another century or so, and and you have all these things with America, staying connected to the Jews with uh, 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 Truman, you know Truman uh, recognizing Israel as a state just minutes after midnight, when on May fourteenth, nineteen forty seven, and uh, then you have uh, Nixon helping them in nineteen seventy three. When all these other, uh, oh, what is it, about 11 different nations came against oh, Israel. Man. Yeah, hold, hold your thoughts there, Iverson. You're getting into history here. <laughs> Hang in there. We're going to talk some more when we come back, but we got to get to the news. That's coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Iverson Jackson is here, Paul Calvert, R.D. Hopper, and Wayne Beach has made his way into the studio as well. All right, 635, 25 minutes until 7. Uh, if you're just rising, know at six minutes after seven, a huge announcement coming here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're not going to even give you any hints. Just tell you that news will be made at 7.06. So tell everybody you know that if you're watching on Facebook to join uh, the uh, broadcast on Facebook, they'll want to uh, be watching that uh, so you can hear it. Uh, as well, uh, if you're listening to the show, text your friends, tell them to you know tune in here to the station, whether over the air or by listening on the uh, you know uh, uh, I guess on on 101.1 FM uh, dot com or on the Dave Ellswick Show uh, Facebook page, whatever. Tune in. And listen to what the big announcement is at 7.06. You don't want I bet to miss it. I bet Dave's going to give us all a raise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I'm going to double your salary. <laughs> double man. our salaries. I'm going to double You're your salaries. You already salary get worth, you know, we'll be doubling all of that. So anyway, that's all coming up at 7.06. You won't want to miss uh, that at all. Uh, that's a big deal uh, coming up. I was... Very excited when I heard about this. Today in history, in 1974, this is where the House started the hearings on the impeachment of America's 37th President Richard M. Nixon. Uh, The uh, House Judiciary Committee recommended that he be impeached and removed from office. The impeachment proceedings resulted from a series of political scandals involving the Nixon administration that came to be collectively known as uh, Watergate. With that in, in, in mind, that's true history. We, do, we tend to deal in the truth here on this show and historical truth at that, whether it's 
uh, positive or negative. We were talking about history when we left in Iverson. You evidently were preaching about this on Sunday. Yes, sir. Uh, and I'll let you pick up where you left off because you left off with Nixon, of all people. I did. <laughs> left off with, with Nixon again in 1973 uh, when uh, the uh, Arabs attacked uh, Israel. You know, you had uh, Israel with 180 tanks or something along that line. And uh, the Arabs had 1,400 tanks. Oh, wow. And then, then yeah, they just the, couldn't drive them. Yeah, they just couldn't <laughs> drive them. Then over by the Suez Canal, uh, Israel only had 436 infantrymen against Egypt's 80,000. Wow. And uh, it was Nixon that uh, continued to resupply the Israelis so that they could uh, win that war, and they did. I mean, they beat them back. We didn't, we didn't send any soldiers in there, but they, we sent all the supplies in there. And so we were talking about uh, the connection between uh, America and the Jewish people or, or Israel uh, starting back in 1492. And so I'll wrap it up with uh, 2017, and that's President Trump moving uh, the capital of Jerusalem from Tel Aviv to uh, Jerusalem. You know, I said capital of Jerusalem, capital of Israel, Israel. from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, because that's what God said in Second Chronicles. He said, I chose no other city to put my name but Jerusalem. And so you know, now, I, that doesn't say um, that's the capital. I don't know what does. Yeah, let me ask you this question, Iverson, and that is for the people who hate the Jews that are anti-Semites out there, uh, do they forget what heaven is called? <laughs> the New Jerusalem. <laughs> the New Jerusalem, yeah. They forget about that, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. You know, you think about, and, and I said this yesterday also, so you think uh, you may have not, Paid attention just here in Arkansas. I remember growing up and coming downtown. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you guys were raised, you know, in this central. But Saturday, everybody, all the country folks went to town. And we would get off the bus at Sterling. And then you go to Otasco. And you go to oh, Wine Garden. And you go to Worthen's Bank. You know, all these places. And you never gave thought to all these were Jewish establishments. Hmm. Or, you know, owned by all these establishments were owned by Jews. M.M. Cones. And we just forget. And I said, you ever heard of a little studio called MGM? Yeah. Medwin Goldwyn Myers? You know, we just don't think about that, that these are people that came uh, over here with nothing. And because the blessing is on, on them, now they work biblical principles. That's well, that's the key right there. They work biblical principles. So not to say that they got some type of fairy dust on them that makes them prosper. No, they're <laughs> biblical principles that they, that they live by and they prosper. And if anybody... Hey, hey, this country do by. the same thing. If yeah. this country go back to the biblical principles that it was built on, yes. and everybody would would work hard and uh, live a frugal life, only have you know only have one wife. Yes, and uh, you may or may not agree with that, but uh, I think there's principles in there that all, would, would make this country for prosper. all the Christians out there. I want you to understand this. Yesterday, when you when they said open your Bible, you opened a Jewish book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jesus is a Jewish savior. Well, whenever you know at Cornelius' house, you know he said, "You know, I perceive now that all men, are, God is no respecter of persons." And and so, in the New Testament, everybody's on a yeah. level playing field. In and the New and Peter, Testament, Jews Peter and wasn't exactly the swiftest one among the twelve. He had to take the test three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. God finally got it through. He, 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 he sure did. One more time. <laughs> but, 
But, you know, we were talking about history real quick. I just want to say my friend Marty up at Hammond, Indiana, tells me, he says, uh, Artie, why do they not crash very many airplanes? And I said, I don't know, Marty. Why do they not crash any very many airplanes? He says, when one crashes, they analyze the crash and they see why it happens. Mm -hmm. And then they develop a process where that doesn't happen anymore. So in life, you're supposed to be making mistakes. God expects us to make mistakes. But when we make a mistake, we get the standard out, which is a book that we're talking about, God's Word. We analyze why we crashed, and we try to put a process in place where we don't do that anymore. If you take history, the Civil War in history out of it, then you can't do what God expects us you, to do. You, you, you end can't up fighting go another back. civil war. That's exactly That's, right. You can't go back and say, hey, you know what? There were mistakes on both sides. Mm-hmm. This war should have never happened. It should have been stopped before it That's started. Right. Let's reenact this and see if we can't do something different so we make sure it doesn't happen oh, again. And that's, and that's part of the problem with, with rewriting history is that you don't get to accurately analyze the facts. And so you might make the exact same mistakes again or exactly. make them worse. And it's, it's so much better to actually observe someone else's mistakes that, rather than just going and peeing on the fence, electric fence so, yourself. Now, listen, listen. Those who do not learn the facts of history are bound to repeat them. Someone said that before, didn't they? They did. And it's on a, pl- it's on, the book it's, of Dave. It's on a plaque. It is on a plaque at... Uh, uh, the air base in uh, in Ohio, uh, as you walk outside of their uh, aerospace museum at Wright Patterson, uh, it says that. Now, I think I seen. I think it was a a a, um, a Spaniard who said it. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. I can't remember the gentleman's name right now, but I'm paraphrasing him. If you don't learn from history, you will repeat it. And you know what? There are people that are in our nation right now that are trying to repeat history right now i got an interesting story for you all uh, i don't know if you saw you saw this or not are you all familiar with uh, a talk show host in seattle he's a sports talker uh, and of course sports talker sports talkers know about sports i'm not saying they know all about politics but they know about sports and espn 710 seattle radio host paul gallant uh, a month ago, uh, saw a tweet from the president that said, Seattle mayor says about the anarchist takeover of her city, it is a, quote, summer of love. Uh, these liberal Democrats don't have a clue. The terrorists burn and pillage our cities, and they think it is just wonderful. Even the death must end this Seattle takeover now. Gallant responded in uh, to Trump by a tweet saying, Walked through it last night, talking about downtown in Seattle where they took over that area. Uh, Out of curiosity, saw no burning, pillaging, or deaths. Chill, dog. Uh, And uh, that was his tweet. And now Gallup has undergone a transformation. You guys ready for this? Uh, He admits that took place after the rioters showed up to where he lived over the weekend. What a big surprise, huh? Over the weekend, violent rioters vandalized the Starbucks store connected to an apartment complex, smashing the windows, leaving its interior in shambles, and prompting reports of smoke coming out of the shattered windows. Quote, moving through the Capitol Hill, hitting a Starbucks New York 
uh, Times reporter Mike Barger wrote, smoke coming out the window and people are now calling for the residents above to evacuate. Gallant tweeted out a video from inside the restaurant writing, quote, came home to my apartment complex. The Starbucks underneath has been destroyed and the cops are telling us to stay away in case something explosive is inside. Unrelated, there's a fire a few blocks from me, which had me freaked out when I saw it from the highway. Zero clue what's going on, but the cat and I are getting the F out. I feel like I need to buy a firearm because clearly this is going to keep happening, he said. Enough is enough. It looks like a block party down the street from me really angry right now. Wow. What a surprise when it comes knocking on your door. Isn't that too many characters? <laughs> no, no, you got plenty of characters now on Tweet. Remember, they they uh, expanded it so that you could oh. say all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and bottom line, you know, now it's come at it's come to his door. Now he wants a gun. Well, you know, sometimes it just takes people getting kicked pretty hard upside the head before they actually start to wake up. Dave, does he does he want a Bible too? You know, because you know we have our guns and our Bibles, right? Does he want a Bible too? Don't get carried away, and that that means some responsibility there. (laughs) Gallat said, "Quote: I'm supposed to stick to stick to sports, and I hate to visit Twitter. Yeah, Uh Uh, the only reason I shared was it's because it happened to me. If that's hypocritical, so be it. But opinions should be able to adapt and evolve. There you go. It adapts and evolves when it happens to you. Well." Shall we applaud him? <laughs> kind of reminds me of my kind of reminds me of my grandmother sitting on a porch swing, and she go, "Yeah." <laughs> I, I say what we do is uh, take a collection up and get him a, a, a cup of Starbucks. That's mm. it. Yeah, go fight him with yeah, a cup. That's what's really important here is that it, the Starbucks, Starbucks underneath where he lives, uh, the window was broken out and he can't get his coffee in the morning. I think the, you, you fix that and you fix the whole that's, problem. That's the legal drug of, of white liberals. Is that right? Well, that I think one thing, one thing he don't need is a cup of Joe as far as the Joe you know I'm talking about because if you get Joe – then uh, you're going to see a whole lot more of this because you're going to get people in place that will not support our police mm. and will not support the law being enforced. And that's what our cities and our counties and our state are supposed to do is yeah. enforce, enforce the, the laws law. that we put in place. If you're not going to do your job, resign. I don't care if you're the mayor of Portland or if if you're the... The the police chief, that, uh, you need would... to resign if you're not going to withhold the law in your district oh, that you swore to protect. Did you see the information about Portland from last night? I had are seen the new fire? statistics. They, they found fire, a bag full of uh, of uh, full, you know, ammo there hmm. for the rioters for AR AR fifteens. You mean prepositioned material? That's correct. Right. Oh wow! Oh, they, you know, like we in the military. Like we in used the military, yeah, preposition. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that means you're going to move a force through there, and you want them to be supplied when they get there, right? Well, that's yep. part of a plan, is what we're talking oh, about, Joe. It's part oh, of a plan. Yeah, yeah strategy. Uh, George Soros' plan. Yeah, there's huh. a strategy and a plan going here, and it doesn't have anything to do. So they airlift with, supplies and uh, position them in 
So you mean it's not spontaneous? Is, is that exactly. sort of like? Didn't, didn't we hear some reports about piles of bricks being strategically? Well, that, then I was in Dallas, and let me just remind you: we've moved from bricks and baseball bats now to uh, to bullets. To bullets, oh. yeah. So it's to a bullets. real war, and that's in the serious. Going on, sounds like that's it's real serious. Sincere, no. there, there's there are bad people involved, but you know I have to be careful. You know. Uh, I listened to a sermon yesterday, too, and we do not need, and that's one thing that he brought up is I thought I'd never do this, but I categorize people because I'm from the country and I've seen, you know, people work hard and, and improve their situation in life, no matter what color their skin is. I've seen, you know, I've worked with, with native Indians, with, with black people, with Indian people, Chinese people, and I've seen them all work hard to and try to live the Amer- American dream. It's all the same color. <laughs> all right, R.D., R.D., hold yeah. your thought. All right. Th- hold your thought because we've got to get a break in. It's 11 minutes until 7. Don't forget, 7.06, huge, huge, as Donald would say, huge, huge. announcement coming up at 7.06 right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, for those who did not believe me when I said that they found ammunition in Portland last night, the Portland police responded saying that uh, they found ammunition and destructive devices. Did not give us a full rundown of what the destructive devices were, uh, and they were uncovered in the area where they've been having the problems at. Uh, Portland police responded to reports of gunfire in Lonsdale Square Park, Two people were taken into custody near Southwest 4th Avenue and Southwest Salmon Street, but have since been released. A person arrived at a hospital by private vehicle with an apparent gunshot wound, but the injury was not life-threatening. Police said they found a bag containing loaded rifle magazines and Molotov cocktails as well at the same park. A photo of the items was shared in a tweet from the police bureau saying someone pointed out the bag to officers at the park. No further information has been released. Police say the discovery of the ammunition and the shooting around the same time did not appear to be related, though the investigation is ongoing. The shooting occurred about a block where, from where protesters have been clashing with police and U.S. agents. Tweets from the Mark Hatfield, does everybody remember Senator Mark Hatfield? Uh, Mark Hatfield Federal Courthouse indicate another large crowd late Sunday. It wasn't clear if either incident was connected to the demonstrations. Now let's think about this for a second. Violent demonstrations going on all over the place right in that area. And they have an outbreak of violence, but they don't know if they're connected. Duh. <laughs> That's nothing new. Duh. It's Homer Simpson, their police chief. I'm just asking. Wow. I'm just, anyway, that's what's going on. I, I'm, I made you hold on, uh, uh, R.D. Go ahead and pick up at what you were saying. I guess I was winding up that generalizations, there's no way to refer to people or any group of people. And uh, last week I made a generalization. I th- said on the radio show that uh, that all people that believe in that all white the people that believe that all white people are privileged are living in their parents' basements and making excuses for being losers. So I'll have to retract that statement and say <laughs> some people have a lack of experience and live in the real world and say that uh, most Americans where they're at they've earned it. They've followed the American dream, and they've earned it. And no matter what 
they come from. So I made a generalization about people that that are accusing all people to be white that are privileged. So uh, I'll retract that. Some of them, I would say, do not have enough life experience to know what the truth is. Okay, so you're saying that they said you either have white privilege or white allergies, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So they're they're probably, some of them are just misled. That's like these people that are seeing all these rights and everything and think that somebody doesn't have a master plan in trying to destroy this country and trying to destroy the foundation of this country. There's people out there that are just naive and misled and, and don't realize what's going on, but... The problem is, is they won't listen to facts, and, well, like and they won't, right. and and they want to believe what they want to believe without listening. The only way that you can make progress in a conversation or in a society is if everybody listens to each other yeah. and considers everybody's uh, own feelings and ex- and experiences. So, it's what Iverson says, they're ignorant, and he's not saying that they're stupid. He's saying that they're ignorant. They don't know history. They don't know what they speak of. They speak from things that people tell them, and it's lies, just like the German people did under Hitler. They're just tools. They actually become tools of, of those, uh, those that, are, that, know, that have the plan. Well, Stalin called them useless idiots. Yes. Useful idiots, not useless, useful. <laughs> useful. Well, I'm sorry right. for what I called them anyway. I'll try to be more considerate. <laughs> All right, a break. And, uh, we got a break and come back at 7.06. Huge announcement coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Six minutes after seven here on the Dave Ellswick Show, I promised you that we're going to have a big announcement at uh, seven o'clock here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And that is just about to happen. Uh, After the announcement, I want to tell you about a 28 year old who was at a uh, in uh, Austin, Texas uh, yesterday and his car was surrounded by Black Lives Matters protesters. They were banging on his car, and a guy approached his pickup, uh, banishing an AR uh, or an AK-47 uh, at him. It was uh, it wasn't an automatic AK-47. You can buy those as semi-automatics as well. But he apl- he approached, and I'll tell you what happened uh, when we come back. But right now. I'm going to turn the, my, my microphone uh, from my house over to uh, Iverson Jackson in the studio. And we brought something up to him a few weeks ago. And he's been thinking about it. He's been praying about it. And Iverson, I'll let you make your announcement. All right. Thanks, Dave. Uh, yes, uh, I have been uh, thinking about it, praying about it with my wife and I and uh, meditating on it. And that is uh, 
that uh, I will be uh, seeking the uh, my, I'm declaring my intent to uh, run for the chairmanship of the Republican Party of Arkansas. Oh, wow. That's, that's right. fantastic. Wow. Uh, that's yeah. very, very, very uh, good news, Iverson. And I'm glad that you have reached that uh, that decision. What was it that, that did it for you? Well, uh, you know, Dave, when you just start, I, I'm, I'm actually relatively new to politics. Many people won't believe that. But, uh, you know, for me, it's really just simple as a right and wrong. And, and from all I've studied, all I know, uh, you know, what the Republican Party believes, our platform, and it's been that way since 1854 when the Republican Party was founded. It's been, it's been I'm not saying that we're perfect, but we come uh, as close as any party uh, has come in the United States. And so f- for that, being a, being a leader, I've been in the military, pastor church. So this, for me, is just another opportunity to work to try to improve uh, the relationships uh, with all people in Arkansas and try to improve the uh, standard of living for all people in Arkansas. And I think that the Republican Party is the vehicle to do that through because of our foundational principles and the platform uh, that this party stands on. So uh, a lot of good work has been done, uh, you know, in Arkansas through the Republican Party uh, for, uh, and I'm going to say it like this, for African-Americans or black Americans, black or Kansans, and we prosper when those uh, 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 principles of the Republican Party are are put in effect. And, you know, here it is. It's, it's not that one group of people need to prosper, but when you have a platform, it should be the same for everybody. And Maybe. it's all about having an opportunity to uh, improve yourself. And, and, and that's what life is about, is continuous improvement. Not that you just have a special programs. I really don't care for those that's going to give a bump but that you have a, a a level playing field, as we say, so that people can always, you can come in at any time. You don't have to have a special season where it's good for black people or good for Hispanic people, but you have something that's good for everybody all the time. And if people are willing to go out and put forth whatever degree of effort they put forth in your reward is connected to that and not connected to government. Who, who so you know having that opportunity to go in and, and do do the things that you desire to do, and then your reward would be your your own labor. That's what I like about it. And then number one thing for me is the first uh, for the uh, RPA, Republican Party of Arkansas, our platform is that uh, uh, we believe in God. And as was as was voted on this year at, at the uh, 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 was the state committee right, meeting, the state the, the, we believe in God Almighty. That's it. So, yeah, that's you know, it. that's that's um, that's my um, that's what drives me is, is being able to help people to uh, uh, improve their lives. Uh, and I think that's what government, our job, or our job, but government's job is to be a, help be a catalyst, not to be an inhibitor uh, of people trying to do something. So being a catalyst sometimes means staying out of the way. Did you talk to your congregation about this? I did. I did yesterday. And, and uh, um, you know, I, of course, didn't want to make because you got sometimes you have people of various uh, uh, political persuasions, but I did talk to them because I wanted them to hear it from me and not from a third party. You know, I wouldn't want someone to say, I heard your pastor say he's doing it and you don't know about it. So, <laughs> right. you know, there were several other people. Of course, I, I spoke with the chairman himself. I spoke with uh, uh, the governor 
because uh, you know there's a protocol to be had, and 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 I respect these men, and I respect the process, and uh, so I want to make sure that they knew uh, that, and uh, uh, and they're both very gracious, and so I'm thankful for this opportunity. Now, the one thing when I, I even spoke with my pastor, I said, well, I guess. Uh, you know, this does away with uh, that all Republicans are old, rich, white men. <laughs> <laughs> I got one sitting beside me right here. But, uh, but no, uh, you know, the Republican Party is the party of Lincoln. It's the party that uh, set the fray, slaves free. It's the party that uh, had Reconstruction in the South, that did Reconstruction in the South. The first black um, congressmen were all Republicans. And the list just goes on and on and on. The civil rights did not start in 18, you know, excuse me, in the 1960s or 1957. The civil rights started uh, in 18, in 1865, you know, with the passing 1865, 66, with the passing of the all uh, the amendments, 13th, 14th, and then later 15th Amendment. So, uh, you know, all that's with the Republican Party in the history of African-Americans in um, the history of you know blacks in in America. When you look at it, by and large, the progress has been made through the Republican Party, and it still remains the same today. Yeah. Wow. Now, so, well, so, we're excited. We we're excited yeah. for you, Iverson. We really are. You know that you have my firm uh, support. And uh, if there's anything that I can do, you just let me know. So, yes, sir. Thank so you. What's I appreciate the process it. going forward now? Is there, do you have to go before? committees of the Republican Party, or how do you do this? You know, I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, there will be a vote. There's delegates. There will be a vote. Yeah, every, every county has delegates according to to their county. And have, in December. Right. In December. So that's in one December. Yeah. So, yeah. The, first part so the delegates from the counties will show up in December, and there will be a, there will, there will be a vote of the delegates mm-hmm. from the county in December. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and you know, I appreciate you putting your name out there, and and you know, I'll support you. And I believe politics needs to start at the grassroots and work its yeah, way yeah. up. And uh, the closer to the real life and closer decisions, yeah, from the working people, the better the the better it is. And and I am a state committee man, so I will be mm-hmm. there. I'll All be right. there voting. <laughs> so uh, by fire. unless <laughs> I get kicked out, between, <laughs> unless I get kicked out between Expired. now and that time or, yeah. or anything, so but. So is there anybody else who's officially put their hat in the ring? Uh, yes. Is John Nabholtz? Yes, yes. Uh, John, John Nabholtz. Yeah, Nabholtz is the other name that I'm hearing. Okay. Right. From Conway. Good. Yeah. Right. From okay. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate it. We'll okay, support now, you and wish you all the best. Wayne well, Beach you. came in today, and I got to believe that the reason he showed up is he wanted to say something to you, Iverson. Go ahead, Wayne. Well, the first thing I'd like to say is thank you, Iverson. I appreciate you. Being brave enough you. to stand up and 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 taking the taking the bull by the horns, and uh, and I tell you, it's a, it's a it's I thought a it was an choice. elephant. Well, an elephant, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one bite at a time. My wife right. just grabbed by the tail. <laughs> taking an elephant yeah. by the tail. No, yeah, I'm tuss. I'm so proud of Irison uh, 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 making that choice, and I know that it, uh, he had to talk just like I would. He had to talk to your family, yes. your friends. Uh, your religious leaders, as well as as well as uh, the ones that are in the Republican Party, absolutely, and uh, and actually get a feel of where where you stand, mm-hmm. and uh, and I know how you feel. Uh, let me see a little book here. I know that this little book right here, that you you open that first page and read those yep. those principles right there. Yep. 
Republican on Party of Arkansas platform. There is it's very cut and dry. <clears throat> I mean, it is black and white that you that you just you follow those principles, you won't have a problem. You follow this this our conservative platform and our values in this country. I'm telling you, you you'll do fine. And I and I see that in you. Yes, sir. Thank you. You know, my my I don't have a political like a political ambition that I want to be this or that. Um, my connection and my involvement came from a sermon, so it's it's it was it's it's a natural fit because it's just what I do. I I, I preached a sermon in 2012, and you know, young lady got a hold of it and just start passing it around. So it wasn't that I was trying to get in politics, but it's just what I believe. Because it's the word of God, and that's what I live by. And, of course, the Republican Party, that's uh, what we stand on. You know, something I, I'd, write, I'd like to put out there is that every chairperson, every chairperson that is in, the, in a county committee, or, and uh, county, please have Iverson come talk to you. If you haven't heard him talk uh, and speak to you and talk about, about our, our uh, Republican platform and, and our principles and our values, uh, you'll be inspired. And I think that uh, this will be a great opportunity to to try to schedule him into your county meetings, uh, county committee meetings, as soon as you can. You'll absolutely have the man come out and talk to you. Dave, we'll, we'll, we'll invite say. you, Dave, whenever we have him to come to Lone Oak County. All right. That's great. Oh, I want to hear awesome. hear hear Iverson. I've I've heard Iverson speak multiple times, and he is a great. He does a he's a good orator and. You know what I really like about him? He sticks to the facts. That's what I really like about him. I've got the utmost respect for Iverson Jackson. He will be a shining person to, for the party, no doubt in my mind. I think his, I think Thank his, you, sir. I think that his integrity and his and his honesty is is beyond reproach. I think that he is uh, he is uh, one of the finest men I've ever met. Uh, in the in the time that I've been involved in politics, uh, and I I wish him luck. Thank you, sir. Welcome. All right. Well, with that said, boy, that was a big deal. I'm just telling you, that's a big big deal. Iverson Jackson announcing that he's going to run for the chairmanship of the GOP. Uh, if you want to have him come out and speak to your uh, organization, do you have where do how do they get a hold of you, Iverson? Uh, you can uh, email me, Iverson Jackson at att.net, or you can call me, 501 772 All right. We got to get to a break. I got to do that. Got to pay bills. I need to tell you about PI Roofing. Uh, I talked, I have talked, and you know if you listen to my show, uh, for you know, over a decade, going on a decade and a half, about PI Roofing. And the reason I can talk so steadily and straight with you about PI Roofing is because I've used them. I've used them in the past. Uh, they've replaced my roof. They have come out uh, uh, because I've had a running battle going on with DirecTV at times with things that they put on my roof and then didn't seal it good, and I got leaks because of it. Uh, they've come out and fixed those, and I had a leak just last week. And my wife pointed it out. As soon as she pointed it out to me, I called PI Roofing. I got them on my my uh, speed dial. I hit it. I talked to them. They were out on uh, Friday morning at my house at 
at uh, before nine o'clock. They're supposed to get here at nine thirty. They got here early, and they were knocking on the door while I was finishing up the show, and I couldn't answer. And then they started ringing the doorbell. You may have heard that on the air. You could hear the doorbell going off. I'm sure over uh, the radio, but I went and answered, and Randy was here. Uh, uh, from PI Roofing. Randy has done a lot of the work on my roof. Went up, checked it out, came back, showed it to me. He also walked the rest of the roof. I know if we have another hailstorm, I'm going to have to have another roof put on. It'll be the last one I'll have put on. Uh, The last one was put on over a decade ago by PI Roofing. And uh, he said, yeah, it's it's your dish back there on top of your house, Dave, and it needs to be fixed. So they're going to be out on Friday to do that. And by the way, we did all of this without, uh, you know, standing by each other and, and doing anything. He didn't come in the house uh, and uh, we talked and got things taken care of. And they called me again from PI Roofing and said, is uh, nine o'clock good enough for you on Friday? And I said, well, Friday, I said, pretty good leak that we got. She says, oh, it leaks bad? And I said, yes, ma'am. She, I go, what if it's, it, rain, it rains between now and, and Friday? She said, if we see it's going to rain, which I'm seeing in the forecast, it's being predicted, uh, we'll come out to your house and we'll tarp that area up real good and you won't have to worry about any water getting in your house. I mean, this is the stuff that just PI roofing does normally. And they'll treat you just the way they treat me. That's the way Joel Johnson is and Veronica, the owners of PI Roofing. They're good Christian people. They take good care of their clients. All you have to do is do what I did. Uh, I got a hold of them at 707-3551, 707-3551, or go to piroofing.com. Now, I call them. I talk to people. I don't do all my business over uh, the Internet, but. 707-3551 or piroofing.com. Get the best on your roof. It's your last line of defense against the elements. That's piroofing.com. 26 minutes after 7, if you missed the beginning of the 7 o'clock hour, you missed the big announcement. Iverson Jackson has announced and threw in his hat uh, into the ring uh, to become uh, the Arkansas uh, GOP chairman, as we all know, uh, Doyle Webb, his last day is the 31st of uh, this year, and he will at that point move on. And uh, we've had one person, Nebholst out of uh, Conway, say that he would run, uh, but now Iverson has announced that he'll run as well, which I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am about this. Iverson, I want to thank you for letting my radio show be the place that you come and make that uh, announcement to uh, the world. And, and as you sit down, have you started making points for your, your stump speech, so to speak, where you go out and talk to all of these different uh, county uh, committees and, uh, and talk to them about what your ideas are for uh, moving uh, the Republican Party forward? Yeah, you know, you give you give a lot of thought to that. Of course, uh, just understanding how an election process, um, you know, works and, and working with people that understand how to do that. And, uh, yeah, you just share your heart. Uh, you share your heart with them and you know things that are important to uh, you or usually important to other people and you find out what's important to them. And, uh, and, and you know, just share your heart along those lines. And the main thing is keeping everything in line with the platform. 
Uh-huh. That to me is a, is a major, major issue because that platform is what we've agreed that um, that we will live by. And too often uh, we stray away from that. So if we can just stay, I, I'm a by the book type person anyway, you know, your military mind. And then uh, then as as a minister, you always have to say what the Bible says. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a by the book mentality. And if we have agreed that we're going to live by these principles, then uh, that's what we should. That's what we should do is uh, live by these principles. So that to me is one of the biggest parts there. So all you got to worry, all you got to do is being former military. And this is the way I would look at it. You got the Bible and you got the platform. You got your SOPs right there, brother. You're ready to go. There you go. There you go. And so you just go go forth. And, and you know, the biggest thing of all is, is uh, developing that trust factor uh, with people. And if you tell them something, you follow through with it. You do it. And you uh-huh. just be honest. You be open. Whatever uh, that is, then, you know, and we're all people. So uh, no one has a perfect background, according to Don Lemon. He said Jesus didn't even have one, but we know that's not <laughs> true. <laughs> but uh, Iverson falls in that category of not having a perfect uh, background. But, you know, we have a redeemer, and I'm thankful for that. And so uh, I'm just excited about it. You know, uh, it, it's, it's just thrilling to know that you can actually be a part of the process. And, and I had the opportunity this time around to be on the platform committee uh, so, uh, you know, oh, wow. uh, yeah, so that thing that's the uh, our platform, uh, I'm fully in line with that and just thankful for it. So, you know, well, being a part of the process. Yeah, you were hanging out with one of my, my buddies, Ryan James. That's right. Just heard he, from him. Just heard from him. He's a great man. How's oh, it going, was, brother? was he excited that you're that you're running? Oh, yes. Yes. He <laughs> just texted me. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. Appreciate that, Ryan. Yeah, wish I told you, Ryan, but I was sworn to secrecy. All right, we got 15 <laughs> seconds. Rush is coming up. When we come back, my question for uh, uh, the newest uh, entry into the chairmanship of the GOP here in Arkansas is, what does his wife say? Back with you, 24 minutes till 8. Wayne Long joins us. You'll remember, Wayne, we had him on uh, last week, early, middle of the week, I guess it was, like on Wednesday, talking about they were going to have a protest in front of the governor's mansion over the weekend. Uh, Wayne, it was an awful hot day on Saturday and Sunday here in central Arkansas. How did things go in your protest? Well, Dave, I thought we had great weather. Uh, it um, down there around the, uh, the the governor's mansion. They have a lot of shade trees and hardly broke a sweat. So <laughs> we, had, had, we were blessed. We thought, and, and we had had a real good turnout. Okay, and uh, do you think you got your message across to the governor? Did he happen to walk out and talk to you? Uh, no, we, we weren't expecting <laughs> it. Uh, uh, we, they did have like a, I guess, a state police drone flying over us. I guess uh-huh. it was trying to. You know, kind of keep an eye on us, you know, make sure we weren't going to tear anything up. But we brought our own trash can and picked up our trash before we left. So uh, they can't say anything really bad about us. But we we had close to, I think, 100 people or so showed up. And, you know, people from all over Arkansas came. And one lady came from Oklahoma because she said they weren't having their protests there. And she wanted to come join us and support us. Okay. So uh, did anybody have any want to do any speechifying why they were there? No, we really, uh, this was more about just, you know, regular citizens like us just showing up to, to um, you know, protest you know, unconstitutional mandates. And we really wasn't wanting to make, make it into like a rally, you know, with politicians right. and everybody there. So you felt like you made your point? 
We, we think so. Uh, you know, we had a, a nice, peaceful protest. Uh, we did have one counter-protester show up, and uh, he was a nice young man, a, a local medical student. He, uh, we, we got to kind of visit with him and try to share our thoughts. And, you know, he listened politely, and we tried to listen to his. And, you know, he, he's, he's sort of uninformed on issues of liberty, but I hope for him. <laughs> what a big surprise, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> he's, been, he's been to the, to the re-education schools of America. Yeah, yeah well, you, you send your kids to government school, they're going to come out uh, believing in the government. I agree with that. I do. Well, congratulations and thanks for, uh, for doing this. Uh, if more people, if we'd have 10, 12, 15 of those every weekend uh, all over the state, uh, maybe the politicians would do something because there's things they can do. They just lack the backbone many times to do it. Well, we, we dismissed about 11 and went over to support uh, another group that was having a meeting at the uh, uh, state capitol. Uh, and so it in, ended up with our group there and their group. It, it was a pretty good turnout. And had, they had to, they did have a really good speaker. And um, um, uh, also, the news media showed up. Oh, they did. Only, yeah, but only um, uh, uh, KTHV had a little, uh, little uh, story on us, uh, at least online, I saw. And, and I thought it was very fair and balanced. Uh, you know, it didn't try to portray us as a bunch of, of nuts or anything. But everybody else showed up, but uh, no coverage at all. So I, I guess, you know, uh, if you uh, if you have a protest, you know, uh, that the governor doesn't like, the governor's supporters in the media uh, tend to cover that up. So Wayne, how many how many people did you say showed up at the Capitol? Uh, it's a little less than a hundred, I think. Um, um, you know, maybe I don't know. It, it may have been a little over 100 when we got there because it was another group was meeting and we had you know, a little, little under 100. So, uh, but at the Capitol, of course, it sort of spread out. Right. Um, and that's that's kind of my was my idea of going to the governor's mansion was it, it would sort of uh, group everybody a little bit more together. And it would together. Uh, you know, make 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 for a better uh, showing as far as you know, looks looks like more people. You know, right. you, you get you need thousands of people to show up at the at the um, state capital to make a, an impact but uh, <laughs> yeah but um maybe uh, maybe that'll that'll happen next uh, all right well, uh, well that would be great if on a saturday we could get one or two thousand people to gather uh in the front of the on the steps but i haven't even been able to do that for a second amendment protest so <laughs> lord knows uh, if you can't get them for the second amendment it'd be hard to get them to not wear a mask that's all i gotta say <laughs> yeah, it, it's an uphill battle, but uh, I think over time uh, people will will come to see that uh, you know that they don't have any plans on changing this you know, unless they go to a, a mandatory vaccine. Which you know, they they just think they got trouble now. They they try to do a mandatory vaccine. I, I think that'll probably wake uh, people I think up a the, little uh, bit. The, the, the people the people will come out and, you know in in mass at that point. Um, they, they better bring an army with them. They're going to give me a shot. <laughs> All right. We, <laughs> we, we, appre- we appreciate you, Wayne. Thanks so much for being part of the Dave Ellswick Show and giving us an update on that. I do appreciate you, and keep, keep fighting for liberty, brother. Thank you, sir, and congratulations to Mr. Uh, Iverson Jackson. We, we're going to support him. Thank you, All sir. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. By the way, uh, we'll let you go, and Doug is online Doug is from Monticello. Hey, Doug, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, doing good this morning. Thanks, Dave. You had you wanted to talk yep. about Iverson. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, man, we're just excited about him uh, throwing his hat in the ring, and uh, and he knows that uh, coming from me. Uh, uh, I just want to say I'm like R.D. there. I'm a state committee man, and, uh, you know, he has my full support. Praise uh, the Lord. And uh, there's a, there's another vote. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I just want to say, you know, that, uh, you know, you hear so many people talk about that uh, we need more men and women in, 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 our, in our party and in our government that will stand up for what they believe in. Well, I'm here to tell you, Iverson Jackson is that man. Uh, he, you know, he puts God first in his life. And uh, believe me, I, I know him. Uh, and he's my pastor. Uh, and uh, I tell you what, it's it's uh, he's. I'm really excited about this. Diana and I am both. Uh, him getting involved there, and, and I know it, it's not a light thing that he he put a lot of thought and prayer into it, and uh, and we're behind him 100 percent, and encourage everyone else to get behind him, uh, read about him, you know, call him, talk to him, like you said, have him to your committee meetings, and uh, I think you'll really be impressed. All right. Well, Doug, thank yeah, you for thank calling you. in. We appreciate yeah, well, thank you. you. Thank That's you, Doug, sir. Uh, from Monticello. We appreciate him being in. Now, Iverson, I'm going to ask you one more question, then I'm going to open it up to to Paul and to uh, to Artie and to Wayne if he wants to ask you some questions. To the listeners, 823-0965, 823-0965. If you want to say congratulations to Iverson or you want to ask him a question, that's the number to call, 823-0965. He's announced that he's going to run as uh, for chairman of the uh, Arkansas GOP. And uh, what did your wife say the first time you brought this up, Iverson, <laughs> to her? I, I, it's important. I don't think people realize how important that your, your wife, your family, oh, yes. is firmly behind what you want to do. Well, she knows... Uh uh, Dave, she's been with me on this journey for quite a while. Uh, December will will have been married thirty years. Fantastic! And uh, so she she understands my uh, my role in politics and how how it really just parallels with my role in the church and uh, and just and just getting the truth out there about things. So she is she's behind me a hundred percent. Um, and we believe that this is the timing of God, and that's what's really important about it too. It's not just that you know you you're going to do something, but it's the timing of it, and we feel like this is the right time. We've gone before the Lord. We've taken communion together at at the altar uh, over this, and and we have a peace about it, and uh, and we're one hundred percent together. All right, that's fantastic. Okay, so with that said, I'll shut up. And uh, again, the number is eight two three zero nine six five if you have a question for iverson he'll he'll uh he'll field questions today if you just want to give him a congratulation you can do that as well but let's start with you paul what's your first question for iverson jackson about wanting to be the arkansas gop chairman so i guess this is kind of a simple question don't forget, I'll be outside when you get out. <laughs> <laughs> and he's former military, brother. And, he, and, he's, and he and I are pretty, pretty close to the same size, and he, he's probably smarter than I am because he's older than I am, so he can probably whoop me. But anyway, so that having said that, what do you want to change? What do I want to change? I want to build on. Uh, we have a good foundation. I think the RPA has a good foundation. And I like to build and expand uh, that. There, there are some things I think um, 
from my my time being in here, I'd like to see uh, the counties uh, really grow, the counties and, and areas that we haven't really reached into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to see us reach into into those areas and really begin to to get. I'm a big I'm big on education okay. and, uh, and getting the truth of the Republican Party because there's so much uh, misinformation, disinformation, uh, traditional lies that have survived for generations about the Republicans. So you want you want to, you want to kind of bring this philosophy to the more local level absolutely because we, 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 we to have a serious problem not yeah. not just county level but especially the city level where we st- they're still infested yeah with the with the left wing i spoke at a college uh, in here in arkansas and one of the things that i i what i the mess whole message for that uh speech was uh you have to tell your own story and uh, traditionally uh, republicans have not been very good at telling their own story we have a great story again you ask a lot of people and i have one-on-one and i'll say uh, uh abraham lincoln was he a republican or a democrat and they was like uh he was a democrat okay why is that why 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 do so many people and uh particular people of color and i've talked to some some people who don't have enough color in their skin and they don't know that abraham lincoln was a republican and they don't know that you, you, the Republican Party ask, is the party of freedom. Ask Democrats why they have a Jackson Day dinner and the Republicans why they have a Lincoln Day dinner. Well, you know, there's 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 a reason for that. Yeah. It, yeah. There's a reason for it. Yeah. All right. Anything, R.D., you're a you're a, 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 a are you chairman of the Lone Oak Party? No, uh. Luke Irwin is the chairman of the Lone Oak County Republican Party, and my wife and I are state committee men and state committee woman. We've been involved with it for several years, but uh, but uh, I've already texted text Luke and, and asked him when you can come to speak to the group, so, uh, so we'll try to get you before that, but... Uh, I'm proud of the Republican Party's last meeting that we had. Oh, I yes. thought we passed some good resolutions, and I think that uh, that we passed a uh, a good platform for the next two years. Mm-hmm. The Republican Party reviews their platform every two years, and so uh, you know, my question would be: we you know we passed a resolution that says a, a publicly funded school. Republican Party of Arkansas believes if they teach evolution they should spend an equal amount of time on on creation so my question would be this how how do we move that forward to try to get it implemented in our state i think we get it we get it framed uh you know into a piece of legislation well get people more people involved in that and getting them behind the ideal first so that they won't so legislators won't have such a touch tough time uh getting it passed through because if the people are saying this is what we want then the legislators will be more bound to do uh, what the people I, I, I desire. Think I think that's one of those that's issues good. that that um, there's not a lot of just kind of normal bread and butter Americans that mm-hmm. want evolution taught in schools. Right. There's there's a few intellectual elites, intellectual quote unquote mm-hmm. intellectual elites, atheist types that still want this stuff yeah. taught in school. But I, I don't think it's the 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 down home folks. They really want it. They tolerate it. Absolutely. But I don't think they necessarily want it. They, they may not. And that's a problem that they tolerate it because, you know, you, you got to uh-huh. get people back active. Mm-hmm. And you say, you know, this is only in here. This is being taught because no one is saying anything about it. You know, so who is it? Silence is consent sometimes. Yeah. And, that, and that's a sad state of America that, yeah. that parents tolerate this nonsense, this yes. fake pseudoscience, this, this and, garbage. And what's next? 
Who knows? Well, gender, gender, neutral, gender, <laughs> gender fluidity, fluid, yeah. fluidity. fluidity. You know, some things should make you angry. Yes, should. And uh, you know, um, the Bible says to anger and sin not. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. Is that whenever something you know gets under your skin and you say this is not just, this is not right. The challenge correctly. is not be like the people in Portland and and, and right. act lawlessness and, and infringe on other people's property and rights, but to roll up your sleeve and think I, I'm glad to be an American where there's a system right. in place to correct this problem in a in a just way. In a way, we know that that Jesus angered and sinned not. He drove the he drove the money changers he out did. of the temple with cords. I mean, <laughs> so uh, so. But uh, he has more authority than we do. But uh, anyway, we need to organize and tell people, you know, let's right. quit tolerating the indoctrination you of our children. You have a voice, you know, to, right. to get involved. You have a voice, and that's what we got to do. All right, that's good. Got to get a break in eight two three zero nine six five. Heidi hasn't told me we got any callers. If you call now, you'll be the first in line. We'll be back with more. Wayne Beach, I'm sure, has got a question as well here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's nine minutes till eight. All right, we got five minutes before eight o'clock. Let me get this done before we get to uh, the top of the hour because we'll be leaving the radio at that time and then uh, recording our uh, hour for six o'clock. Uh, but uh, on the phone, uh, we have uh, Representative and Senate elect Sullivan on the line. Dan, how are you this morning? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Thanks, Dave. I'm headed down to Little Rock today for a public health meeting and just wanted to congratulate Iverson and uh, really appreciate what he talks about building on what we have. That's exactly what we need to do, and Iverson is the guy to do that. So thank you, Iverson, for stepping up and, and throwing your hat in the ring. I look forward to working with you. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Dan. We'll see you a little later down here in, uh, in Mask City. <laughs> all right we'll t- we'll take a break i think jackie is on the line too i want to get her in before the top of the hour how you doing there jackie i'm doing fantastic i've been doing a happy dance ever since elizabeth texted me and told me the news i'm just like on cloud nine this was needed to happen for a long time for the republican party in arkansas and um, I'm fully in your court, Iverson, so if you ever need some help, you can call me in Cleburne County. I'm state uh, committee woman from Cleburne County, so I'm just very, very excited. Thank you, ma'am, and you will be getting a call from me because I do need help. <laughs> and I appreciate you and uh, all the work that you do, and I uh, look forward to working with you. Yes, it's a new day for the conservative movement in Arkansas. Thank you very much. Amen. All right. Jackie, thanks for your call. We appreciate it. We've got about three minutes left here. Wayne, do you have a question? Yeah, real quick, uh, Irison. What what I see traveling through the state and talking to uh, county committees is that we want to know how we can start growing the party that you're talking about is that we're in a divisive time right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and how you what would be your plan at, at trying to bring – um, uh, bring the party together, party members, as well as, as new members into our thing, uh, into our party. Yeah, one of the things that I, I, you know, as I go about talking to people even today is that they feel, a lot of people feel like that the other side is not listening. 
and that they really don't understand their issues. And so uh, one of the things is listen, listening to people and really hearing their heart and answering them, you know, directly and not giving them, you know, some canned response, but listening to them, answering them directly and then working from there to to uh, to find a, a solution. So that's what I, I see is the biggest thing that we have to do to uh, bring up, bring people in to expand the party is actually just listen to people and take them seriously and, and understand where they're coming from. And building that trust. I and building that trust. Building that trust. Because people may not agree with you, but if they trust you, they'll still go with you. They'll listen to you. Too. They'll listen to you at least. And you'll listen to them. And I'll listen to them. <laughs> Sincerely listen to them. Mm-hmm. All right. Guys, we're out of time. we got to get to the news, and we got another show coming on. Uh, if you want to hear what's going to be on at 6 o'clock, you got to watch it, and it's going to be on Facebook and that will be Dave Ellswick's show. Go Dave Ellswick's show on Facebook. Or you can listen at 6 o'clock and hear what we recorded. Or you can go to my uh, podcast and pick it up at about uh, a little after uh, 10 o'clock. Iverson Jackson has announced his intention to run to be the state chairman of the GOP. I'm excited. hope you're excited. We're going to talk further about it in a moment here on the Dave Ellswick show on Facebook.com. get back to the Dave Ellswick show here at uh, 101.1 FM. The answer, if you're listening on the radio, it's after six. If you're listening uh, on Facebook, it's in real time. And if you're on the podcast, I have no idea what time it is. It could be <laughs> day or night or, or whatever time it, uh, it is. I'm it's just saying. Day, it's uh, daytime. Yeah, it, well, maybe. It could be nighttime, we, for we, all I know. We could just call it Dave time. Yeah, yeah Dave it's Dave time. time. Yeah. There, Dave that's even, time. There that's even a better thing. Uh, when we left you live on the radio show, uh, Iverson Jackson was with us along with Artie Hopper and Paul Calvert. Uh, Wayne Beach was in the studio. Don't know where Jan is. Haven't heard from her. I do know that her well went dry. They've been trying to get that taken care of. And uh, she may be still wrangling about that. But I know that... Uh, Iverson, I can speak without Jan being on to tell you uh, if he hasn't heard yet, I'm sure she's going to hear shortly because people will be uh, hitting her up all over the place on Facebook because on my Facebook page, it's exploded with people excited that you are going to run as the chair for the new the chairmanship of the Arkansas uh, GOP. Well, that is exciting news to to uh, hear that, and uh, I appreciate all the people that are supporting me, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Do you realize? Do you realize the historical significance of your running? Uh, yes, yes. To say I didn't would would not be uh, all the way truthful. Uh, so yes, I do understand the historic part uh, of it, and that's fine. 
but uh, what I what I really focus on is the relationship I have with the people that I already know, those that are coming, calling in and uh, texting and calling. And that relationship was built on on trust and uh, mutual respect. And uh, so to me, that's far more important than the historic part of it. Well, the bottom line is you're not the first black man to run nope. uh, to be chairman. There's other uh, uh uh, African-Americans who have run for that position and have not won. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're going to be the first African-American to win. And with that said, uh, what are some of your thoughts about expanding the tent? Because you and I have talked extensively. Mm-hmm. People don't realize we're pretty good friends. Yep. And uh, you've told me that you believe there is a, a large contingent of African-Americans in this country who are uh, conservative. They have Republican uh, ideas, just don't realize that yep. they're Republican ideas. How are I know you, you believe in education. You're going to speak about those things. But on a on a one to one basis, when you when somebody comes up, I'm sure there's going to be mm-hmm. African-Americans come up to me and say, come on, dude, this is the, these people believe in slavery and stuff. I can hear them. <laughs> already they're going to come up and start telling you that kind of stuff how are you going to come back and i know you're going to come back in love but talk a little bit about that okay let me go back uh uh john e bush johnny bush if you you know downtown the mosaic templars was founded by johnny bush who was also he's he's an african-american uh was born in slavery but he was uh a uh uh Chair, he was chairman of the Republican Party of Arkansas, so I would not be the very first uh, black chairman that happened. I just learned something. Yeah, quite a while, quite a while ago. So, and I bet you a lot of people in Arkansas just learned something. That's right. And that Mosaic Templar is right there. I think that's on Broad. Yes, on Broadway, about Ninth and Broadway. There, uh, that was founded by John uh, Johnny e. Bush. And there's a picture, a portrait of Johnny e. Bush. In the Republican Party of Arkansas, if you walk into the foyer there, well, you know, once we get through the uh, uh, COVID thing, then you, you know you can freely go back in there. But uh, there's a, a portrait of Johnny e. Bush right in the hallway uh, there as you come into the uh, uh, headquarters on Sixth uh, Street there. So that's uh, that's pretty awesome to think that the Republican Party has has a, a black man, the first first black man that was uh, uh, the chairman sitting right there, a portrait of him sitting right there in the hallway for the world for the world to see. Wow. And, and speaking to the issue of what you were talking about, and I think that's one of the best ways to do it is having those one-on-one conversations with people, as Wayne said earlier, where, you, you know, it's not about, uh, yelling or trying to shout someone down, but really having that conversation and, and, and being factual. One of the things that I do is, is when I'm talking to people, I say, get out your cell phone. And uh, and then I and, and rather than me trying to convince them, I just have them look up the information on their own phone. And that way it's not me saying this about the Republican Party because I'm a Republican, but it's a historical fact that they looked up on their own telephone. And so when people find that, the response that I've gotten, overwhelming response is, you know, first of all, they're shocked that uh, what I was saying to them is, is um, not that they anybody would believe I'd lie to them, but just the ideal that they thought uh, a certain way about the Republican Party for all their life, and it wasn't true. So um, enlightening people, to the truth, and it, it helps bring people closer to where you are. And I've spoken with people, and before I got phone, I, I've had people say, uh, you know, I, I might be a Republican. 
So I've had that happen time and time again because most people uh, in America, whether they're black or white, really are are conservative in the way they live and conduct their life. It's just, uh, you know, they've been painted a bad picture by the Republican Party. And again, it is our fault for not... uh, getting our story out there as it is well, conservatives are are notoriously bad about not being able to tell stories yeah. very well whereas i think i think democrats and the left have, have a better ability to tell stories to get their message across if you will yeah and they well, have the news media well to, there's uh, that they have public, and they have public education and they, <laughs> and public, which we gave up we just kind of relented right, and uh it turned over to them. So those dumb. are things that we have to I mean, getting people back, right. back into all those lower I say lower, not lower, but into those community offices and, and running for school board and stuff like that and said, hey, you control your own destiny, your own community, what happens in your community. That's one of the things, main things I like to see, and that's government back at the lowest level. That's for sure. Too much of it has gone to the state level in the state of Arkansas, and the state's making decisions yeah. of that the school board used to be making. But one thing that I'd like our listeners to know that I believe that I've learned about you is that you believe for equal treatment for everyone yep. and the way that we unite this country is quit singling people out whether to to uh help them mm-hmm. or or whether to try to elevate another group but it's time for us all to be Americans, yes. and it's time for us to put us all on a playing field. And, you know, one of the party platforms in the Republican Party is an equal and just enforcement of the law to everyone. To everyone. To everyone. So we don't need special laws right. to punish somebody that would do something to a Jew. Right. That they get punished worse for hurting a Jew or somebody else. It's time to take all of the descriptions of people out of our laws mm-hmm. and just treat everyone people as Americans. People are people. That's exactly right. So that's something our listeners would like to learn that I've learned about you from being on the show is I believe you believe it's time to level the playing field mm-hmm. and, and put everybody right. on the Merit same based. level. Well, and I think one of the things that, that kind of stands out for me is when you talked about how, was it George Washington Carver? Yeah. Who who, who told, who, who's, or was it somebody else who, who mentioned how to help black people just to get out of their way. Oh, the, that was Frederick, Frederick, Frederick Douglass. Douglass. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and basically... The same way you help white people. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. But the thing is... That's something that really stands out about you is that you're not asking for handouts for black no. people. You're asking for government they to get don't out of the way. Them. No, and that's the thing yeah. is that in so many cases, you know, people are smart. God made... Even the dumbest of us are pretty smart in many cases. And and so if someone will get out of our way, we'll learn. Yep. And, you know, we may not be perfect. Well, the fact is we'll never be perfect. But but the fact is that we'll struggle, struggle through things, and that struggle is very beneficial in so Absolutely. many cases. Absolutely. You, you know, know, I think that oh, uh, my, my perspective only is that, that a, a um, an educated man is a free man. Until you actually, absolutely, and until you uh, get away from this identity politics that mm-hmm. you have going on right now, mm-hmm. uh, and the victimhood mm-hmm. or the victim mentality, uh, we've got to change that. You're not a victim in this country. No, nobody's a victim in this country. You you have every opportunity in the world to better yourself, no matter what. You know, one of the things that going back to Frederick Douglass, uh, when one of his master's wives was teaching him. 
to read, you know, teach him his letters. And, and the master saw it. And uh, he said, you know, he made her stop because he said, if you educate him, he'll be unfit to be a slave. So look at what we're doing today. Uh, you know, the education system has been taken over and it's just making slaves out of people. This time it's not just black people. It's, it's all of our children that are part of this system uh, where you're being told more about what you can't do than what you can do. I think that's one of the dangerous things about edu- about the so-called education system is I think it actually blocks people from learning Absolutely. Sensible Absolutely. things. Yeah. Prob- Where's problem solving anymore in schools? I, I, I don't know. But but you've got, and I've been a landlord for almost 20 years now. You know how many people don't know how to actually fill out the ledger on a checkbook? They simply call their bank and see yeah. if they have money. Yeah. And then they'll write checks based yes. on that. That is not how you operate a checking account. But they, they, they of all the time they've, they've blown in public school, what have they been teaching these kids? Well, they're teaching to a test is what they're doing. The money for your schools, the, to answer your question, the money for your schools is dependent a lot on the test scores and also tied to the state. So instead of teaching people basic how to things, actually function. Just, just like what you're talking about, to, instead how of teaching them how account. to function in society, we're teaching them how to pass an indoctrinated test. Yeah. And they control the curriculum in the school by controlling what's in right. the and test. There's all kinds of things that would be useful to know. They don't know how to fix a toilet they don't know how to they don't know how to follow a lawsuit yeah. of all the things that, that that could be useful throughout the course of their lives things that they will spend piles of money on over the course of their lives and they're not being taught this in public school they're not being taught by by the parents either and it's well that's that's the it is the responsibility right of parents and it's 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 irrational for us to expect government to do how, it. how can you uh not know that your child can't read you know, you, you, you sit down and read to your children when they're small, and then when they get to the age, they're supposed to read back to you. And so you should know where your child is at as far as their education, their comprehension. But that's the government's job. And all those things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you're right. going to have government. You're going to feed them when they come over your house every day to, to uh, have your children to read to them. So, and again, back to what we're saying, this thing through the whole thing is, it, is people getting back involved in the system. You know, you those are your children. You have to make sure that they're raised. You don't leave it up to any system, period, period. It's your responsibility. Educating your children is not my job. Right. It's your job. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if if my neighbor has troubles, I might stop and help him. But it's not my job to raise his kids for yeah, help. You know, help. I'm, I might help him. Go ahead. And go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm good. You no, know, what I'm saying is if you're going to teach if you're going to actually teach responsibility, you have to be responsible yourself. Absolutely. You have to be accountable for yourself because unless unless those children and your children and your grandchildren understand those principles, mm-hmm. uh, your, our society is going to go south on us. So, All right. With, with that saying right there, uh, and, and, well, did you have more to say that, that no, you wanted to push? That was okay, it. let's take a break. We'll come back with more. Uh, you're watching this on Facebook. It's happening in real time. We're recording it to play back at 6 o'clock. So if you're listening uh, on 101.1 FM, The Answer, uh, this was recorded at a little after 8 o'clock in the morning. Iverson Jackson is the man of the hour right now because he just announced that he is running to be the Arkansas uh, GOP uh, chairman. 
and uh, we've got uh, R.D. Hopper in the studio. Uh, Wayne Beach is there, and so is uh, Paul Calvert. I'm Dave Ellswick. Stay with us. We've got more to come here on uh, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Another segment of the Dave Ellswick Show during 6 o'clock hour here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. If you're watching in, uh, on Facebook, you're hearing this as we record it at 8.19 in the morning. And uh, if you're on podcast, you could be listening at any time right now uh, to this. The big news right now, Iverson Jackson has announced his intention to run for the chairman of the Arkansas GOP. It's big news, and a lot of people are commenting on it on Facebook, uh, have called in, are sending Iverson texts and, uh, and things of that nature. And again, my thanks to Iverson for coming on the show and making this known to everybody uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We've uh, got a short segment for you, so let's get back. Uh, did you all hear about the murder that occurred in Milwaukee uh, over the weekend? Uh, a gentleman uh, in Milwaukee who is known as being a very, uh, I don't know, I guess divisive is the word everybody would use, uh, person because he supports President Trump and walked through Milwaukee with signs saying Trump 2020 and things of that nature was gunned down on the streets of Milwaukee and killed. Now, what makes this a a, a, a story, and uh, it shouldn't be just that he was uh, a, a Trump supporter, but he was a black man. He was a black man that supported Donald Trump. And he was murdered in cold blood. And it, as we talked about earlier on the Dave Ellswick Show, Portland police announced that they had found uh, magazines, uh, AK-47 and AR-15 magazines, uh, filled with bullets and Molotov cocktails and bags uh, for uh, the, dem- the uh, rioters, not demonstrators, the rioters out in Portland, Oregon. Folks, this is starting to get serious now. Blood's been spilt. And how do we keep this from getting out of control? Well, I, one thing I say, we, well, there's laws on the books. Everybody always wanting to pass a law. And we get 2,500 laws proposed every two years in the state of Arkansas as an estimation. But, hey, <laughs> the laws to solve this problem it's are right on there. the books. Yeah. The laws are there. All we have to do is enforce them. And, you know, you bad behavior has to be punished. Yeah. And people, it, people used to realize that if you do something bad, you know, you're going to get put in jail. You're going to prison. You might get the electric chair. And uh, we're not seeing that. These people are not being arrested. And, and these groups of people are not being controlled. And uh, when you get that many people on the street and somebody gets shot, you can't tell who uh, who did it. So uh, oh, but I think the laws are going to have to be enforced. I think part of the problem, though, is that we've got cities that are run by left-wing nutjobs. And, and I'm sorry – when you've got these people that that really have no business at all ruling their fellow man, they're out there. And why do we expect them to do good? Why do we expect them to protect people's rights? They've made a business out of, of violating people's rights for, for for the last however long they've been in office. They have they have made a habit of violating property rights on a regular basis, violating the people's general liberties on a regular basis. So when it comes to riots. Why should we expect them to stand up for justice in these city governments, especially? Yeah, it's time to demand to demand it. And you know, the, 
one thing we're going to see, and I brought up that the Republican platform says that they're for equal and just enforcement of the okay. law. You're going to see hate crimes law come up in the next session. I know you're going to be in another law on the books that that breaks people down into groups does not promote unity yeah, murder is already illegal yeah, you, that's, well, yeah why, why make it unity more, I mean. why, why is it more more wrong for me to for me for someone to murder iverson rather than rd they're both men that's yeah. it that's, that's exactly right, right. it's both in both cases it's murder i mean and i can't see how it's anything other than a hate crime it's not a love crime <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I'd say that, that, that all crimes would be a hate crime. A hate crime. Would Generally speaking, that's how murder works. But, it's, there's there's malicious intent there. But there are, there are ways in this country to to elect just people, and uh, people need to wake up. You need to to know who you're voting for, and you need to vote for people with principles, and you know to vote for people that will unhold uphold the law. And, and treat all people equal when it comes to the law. Yep. And uh, yep. so these special hate crimes are going to come up. You know, the red flag laws, I, I expect it to come up again. And having your neighbors spying on you and, and uh, saying, trying to say what you intend to do before you do it so you can get punished before you break the law is not going yeah, to promote. So I, is not going to promote. So I'm just saying what you're about to see promoted is not the answer to the problem. Right. The answer to the problem well, is going it, to be is uphold the laws that, and, we, and have. that part we have. Of, part of that is just sort of a, a systemic kind of cowardice almost. I, I saw somebody on Facebook recently, just the other day, I think it was yesterday, I guess, where they, they, they told a story about a, a case where a kid got kidnapped. Well, so they they talk to an FBI agent who, who kind of studies the idea of profiling. And so this idea was that, well, we're going to try to just analyze this and see who we, if we can guess who might have done it based upon profiling. So they decided, well, it's probably the guy in the neighborhood who's the nicest person out there who's really nice to kids. And so this apparently <laughs> this FBI agent said, you know, kick down this guy's door and search his house. Solely on the idea that the that the guy was nice to children. I'm sorry, that is not how law, the legal system works. And, and this was a story. I don't know if it was true or not. But but the the fact that that somebody thought that was reasonable, that was a reasonable way to carry out justice. Is well, this guy fits the profile. Let's break his. Let's break into his house and search it. Just because he simply fits the profile, no no serious evidence, no probable cause. That's how people th- are thinking in some cases. That's just not justice. They don't care enough about what's right and wrong to actually stand back and say, you know what? We can't do that because it's wrong. Are you saying that people in this country are supposed to be innocent until they're proven guilty? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, I mean, what a principle. I mean, yeah. I mean the, 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 the thing is that, you know, sometimes someone might. All right, friends, okay, we got to gotta, break. I got to jump in. We got to take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we're back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Keep you in mind that we are on at 6 o'clock right now. This is recorded from earlier in the morning. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, you're seeing it happen in real time. If you're leading, reading it on our uh, our uh, podcast, if you're listening to it then, just know that you're re- we did it sometime today, if, if it's Monday. So that's the bottom line. If it's some other day, well, you're, that's what, good, what podcasts are good for. All right, let's continue on here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Iverson Jackson's in the stu- uh, studio, Wayne 
Beach is in the studio. Powell Calvert's in the studio. And, of course, in the studios, R.D. Hopper as well. In Austin, Texas, over the weekend, a gentleman was in his car, got caught up in a Black Lives Matter march. They started beating on his car. A man with a... uh, AR-15 or AK-47, one or the other, approached his car and pointed it through the side window of the guy's car. The guy pulled his uh, concealed carry handgun and shot the, sh- uh, the uh, guy with the uh, rifle three times and killed him. Uh, I don't know if they've at this time if they've caught him or not, but uh, he did notify the police that he shot somebody. Bottom line is, this is something people have got to understand. If you're going to carry a firearm in a march and you're going to point it at somebody, uh, my daddy always said, if you, when you start pointing a firearm, be ready to use it. If you're not ready to use it, then don't point it because yep. you're liable to get shot and killed. And that's what happened to this man. I'll let you guys talk about that a little bit. That sounds like, uh, you know... Y- y- you you go about threatening people and then you threaten them with actual violence. You shouldn't be surprised when you get shot. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the th- way things are. I mean, you 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 go and and forcibly stop people. Essentially, basically, you put you go stand in front of them and 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 dare them to run you over, and so they are gracious and they choose not to run you over, and then you start beating on their car and maybe threatening them, and then you pull a gun on them. You know what? That's a good, good way to get yourself killed. There are too many people already getting um, hurt and killed, being pulled out of their car, you know, and and, and assaulted. Mm-hmm. So why would the next person wait for right. that to happen to them right. before they, they do something? You, you know, this is one of those things. Especially that, so, they point a gun at you. <laughs> so, so you, no. you know, <laughs> you read about the uh, um, Good Samaritan in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Jesus t- tells that story. Well, so I, I think that, you know, years ago, highway robbery was a somewhat common thing so people would stop you on the side of the road probably as you're walking or maybe riding a donkey or something of that nature and they'd take your stuff and maybe kill you that doesn't happen very much in america but you know it kind of is it's starting to happen a little bit now with some of these riots they're they're stopping people on the highways and in some cases they're dragging them out of their cars and hurting them well it was just about 30 to 45 days ago that the store owner in front of his store in Dallas, Texas, was trying to protect his store and the rioters beat him to death wow. with, with rocks and, and uh, killed him right there. He bled it. Uh, well, I don't know. It said that he I don't know if he survived or not. I think the story came back that he actually survived. You hurt, never know when you're bad, when though. you're reading the news. You know, you, you never know. So yeah, especially it, it, some of these preliminary reports exactly. that first start so, coming out. So I saw the guy bleeding in front of his store trying to protect his store. I, I'm not sure if he lived or died or not. But you're seeing things on TV from these riders that would lead you to believe that they're capable of deadly force. Well, we and, know that they are. And, uh, <laughs> and when somebody question. points a gun at you, that's pretty that, – that's deadly force is what I talk about. So, you know, the only time that – that you know that I would use my concealed carry is whenever someone presents deadly force to me or something that I perceive deadly force. I'm going to say, you know, I feel threatened right now, and you you better straighten up or back off. And if they don't, then well, then you it, have the right to protect yourself. Right, and it's not uh, it's not merely that you're afraid; it's that you you have actually identified a serious threat. It's not just you know I'm afraid of these people because they're walking toward me. That's different than they have actually. Um, they have actually communicated that they want to hurt me in no uncertain terms. 
And from from the story that Dave just told us there, it sounds like they they readily communicated to this guy that that they were going to hurt him. Yeah, it sounds like. Yeah, you know, one of the first questions I would ask: Why are these people allowed to be on the interstate blocking? The interstate. I don't know. That, that, I mean, where, where's the law there to say you can't do this? That would have that would that would have prevented. This, we, we have statutes in the state that basically that basically say don't get on. You've seen signs at the entrances yes. that say no bicycles, no mm-hmm. pedestrians, right? And yet they still. It's just like you said. I, would, I have one gentleman friend that that uh, he he was walking on the sidewalk over a over a uh, bridge, mm-hmm. and he had a sign. That was basically saying, vote, because your kids and your grandchildren, your children and grandchildren's lives depend on it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he was stopped by the state, state police. Mm-hmm. He's on the sidewalk now. And they, they, uh, and he, they, uh, they kind of got rough with him and said, you're going to get off this bridge because you can't have a sign up here. I said, wait a minute now. <laughs> Something's wrong with this. Uh, and then yet I see I see people blocking over here on six thirty going across the Capitol, the road. They're literally in the in road, the road yeah. blocking it, right. and nothing's done. Right now, tell me where the justice, the equal, the equal uh, protection under the law is. Right. So there. The, the difference sounds like that. Well, he was an easy target, and maybe he was saying something they didn't like. He's, he was by himself. By himself. That's the thing. He was by himself. Mm-hmm. Until we start so standing does not up. The for, law apply to the many as the few. That's right. <laughs> now you, now you're catching on. Thank well, you, also that's a good point. It's whenever you, whenever you, uh, the laws are on the books for a good reason, and whenever you arrest someone that mm-hmm. is breaking the law, you're protecting them as well as that's you're protecting well. the other people. Yeah. So, the, if if people are trying to block block the interstate, if the law will be enforced on them breaking the law, then you will be protecting them as right. well as protecting the people in automobiles. So you have the peace officer who comes in and says, you can't block this interstate, and it's, it keeps these two factions from coming together, exactly. and then you don't have another dead right. person. and that, that's the thing is that when when the police stand down, when the city city uh, mayors and whoever else decide, you know what, we're not, we're just going to tell our officers. Right, so that, that's I the thing agree. is that because, you know, we're paying taxes for that sort mm-hmm. of thing, and then... All of a sudden, these people start mobbing the interstates, and so then civilians have to make split-second decisions about things that the, the city police should have handled or the state police should have handled. But the 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 um, the executive decisions were that well, we're just going to stand down, and then you leave people in their cars to have to choose between running running over um, rioters or getting themselves beat the beat up and maybe killed. Well, self-preservation. <laughs> and and you know the old saying is if you give someone an inch they'll take a they'll mile. Take so if you allow somebody to spray, spray graffiti all over private businesses and uh, and let them get away with it, then the next they, time they might throw a rock through the business. The next time they They're might pull out down. the business owner, yeah. burn his business down. So you know it's a progressive thing, and, and they better stop this nonsense of allowing people to break law before it meet, reaches farther progressions yeah. because uh, uh, they don't want to see what it leads to. You know, you mentioned something, R.D., in that last segment. Uh, the big thing is that these people are elected officials that are allowing this to happen. They are, uh, you know, we can't put the blame on the police. Uh, the guys out on the street, you, you can't put the blame. They don't make these decisions, these elected officials. So until the people in these communities hold their elected officials accountable, 
i.e. their mayor, their their city council members, whomever they are along that line, then this is going to continue. Well, they're actually the bosses. They're actually they, those the, bosses are the bosses. That there are managers that we elect. Okay, and that's right. Until they until they can get in and start uh, uh, start managing mm-hmm. uh, those those folks the correct way according to our uh, constitutional yeah. rights and, and liberties. Uh, so the, in in the, every ward, the people they should know who their mm-hmm. council member, their mm-hmm. alderman is. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're supposed to be your neighbor. So go over and have a conversation with your neighbor that you're elected. That's exactly right. Go to the city council meeting. Go to the city council and, meeting and get involved. And that's what that's what people need to wake that, up. That would they be nice. But right now they're involved. having secret meetings. Or they're having them in private. You can't even attend them in many cases they, because they, they because of this special order or the or the uh, state of emergency. They're not open to the public anymore. You can watch them on. Are they, on, are on they afraid that someone would do something to them? Maybe, maybe. I think. I think their excuse right now for shutting them down is because of the COVID nineteen thing. Well, but, it's against the law to to have a meeting of that sort without inviting the the media. The no, well, and the that's, media that's the, the public. thing is that because of this emergency order that they've they've apparently state law allows them to do it now. This, so once again, the elite have protected themselves from from scrutiny and have removed themselves from what the common person has to deal with on the street every day. That's right. And, and I've heard that there's some legislators that are working on removing some of the emergency orders mm-hmm. that were put in place by the Democrats many years ago mm-hmm. to where it the governor takes, becomes a king. Yeah, that's exactly right. We need an equal balance of all three powers. Well, I, I think it's insane. That the thing is, what's crazy, though, is that so we've been having this kind of stuff going on for years in the in the executive branch through administrative um, lawmaking, if you will. They don't call it lawmaking, but it's administrative rulemaking, which is essentially lawmaking in the executive branch. And we haven't done anything about it. But this is one, this this is a little bit different than some of that, because a lot of these administrative rules, they'll apply to a small percentage of the population, whereas the mask order, it hits all of us right in the face. Literally. You wait till they tell you to take a shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And That's you know, going to get serious. And, you know, too many times people are getting singled out and getting getting picked on. But, you know, we need to remember the words of, of Bonifer, you know, in Germany. You know, they come, oh, yeah. they come and got the socialists. I wasn't a socialist, so I didn't worry about yeah, that. Yeah. And they come and got, you know, they come and got yep. the, the another group and the next group. The only problem is when you're the last group standing, you're in trouble. So We're going to make we, you one. That's exactly right. So we don't need anyone's rights to be infringed on, and we do need the law equally you know applied divided out and applied to everyone uphold people's rights and that's, that's part of the problem it's just like the, the case with um with the fellow holding a sign um encouraging his fellow americans to do good and, and the police say well you can't hold a sign here and he wasn't blocking the road he wasn't blocking the road he was he on, just the on the sidewalk and uh, and then you have these people that are literally on the interstate <laughs> blocking the interstate and they're not being arrested nobody got out there with a bullwhip to drive them off they're just, and they all had signs too. Yeah, I bet they did, and maybe rocks and bricks and whoever, whatever else. Well, I've got a shirt that I wear. It says "Freedom" on it in big red letters on a red background, and then underneath in very small letters it says "Not free stuff." <laughs> well, I, I mean, if we allow yeah. if we allow people to be free, they won't need free stuff. I'm just being honest with you. 
Well, that's assuming people actually want to work for a living. We've got a lot of – basically, we've got a bunch of uh, moochers that, that want free stuff. And that's what, that's what freedom is all about, Paul. Right. Yeah. If, if they want to be free and not work and starve, that's their right. choice. And we have a responsibility to let them starve. Yes. I know several mechanics that I've sold to during during my early years of being in the auto parts business that left their home because their parents couldn't feed them when they were 13 or 14 mm-hmm. years old during the Depression. And those people didn't need a Votech school when they left home hungry. Mm-hmm. They went to the local gas station and said, hey, if you'll feed me, you know, I'll work on cars. And if you'll give me a place to sleep at night out of the rain and the cold, then, then I'll work for you. So sure. I know several people that were self-taught. There is no motivation like well, having your back against the ropes. You know, in a sports analogy, you don't know what kind of boxer you got yeah. until you put him in a corner. And when you put him in a corner, then you find out what you've got. <laughs> and that's the way Americans need to be. Uh, you know, we're resourceful, we're hardworking, we're creative. Yeah. You know, we don't need somebody to come in and right. take care of us. We just need somebody to give us an opportunity to show yeah. what we can do. All that's right, scenario. I got to jump in. Okay. We got to take a break, guys. I stopped you before you got started, Paul. It's, uh, you know, time to get our break in, and then we'll come back for our final segment in just a moment. It's Dave Ellswick show. Power panel's in. Uh, R.D. is here. Wayne Beach is sitting in today. And then uh, Paul Calvert is here. And uh, Iverson Jackson, all part of the Dave Ellswick Show. Last segment of the Dave Ellswick Show for a Monday power panel in R.D. Hopper, Wayne Beach, Paul Calvert, and Iverson Jackson. If you just joined us, uh, Iverson announced that he is running for chairman of the Arkansas GOP. Uh, and his, uh, I guess, running is starting right now. He hit the ground running uh, and going. So if you're uh, a member of one of the GOP uh, state uh, chairman or state committees, uh, he'll be happy to come out and speak uh, at your event. Again, Iverson, if you would, give your phone number and give your website to folks. All right. My uh, email address is Iverson Jackson at att.net and uh, you can reach me at 501-772-0281 all right there's the information that you need Uh, we'll get elizabeth to put that on the facebook as well Uh, last story to talk about senate majority leader mitch mcconnell is expected to release a one trillion dollar COVID-19 relief proposal today after days of disagreements between the White House and GOP lawmakers kickstarting negotiations with the Democrats over the next round of aid for American workers and businesses. The framework expected to extend but reduce substantially just expired expanded unemployment benefits send a fresh round of $1,200 stimulus checks to American adults earning less than $75,000 in August and funnel tens of billions of dollars in aid to schools and universities. McConnell's anticipated release of the proposal uh, comes after top Trump administration officials like Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin uh, paid two visits to the Capitol to work on the bill text with staff. The appearances at the Capitol by Mnuchin and Meadows were part of an effort to convey to skeptical Republicans the legislation was supported by Trump, 
not just McConnell. And uh, a little bit more on that. Uh, they, they just said that there is a lot uh, going on and that uh, people will probably uh, see a check uh, in their bank account in August. Your guys' thoughts on this? Let's start it off, Iverson, with you. Yes, sir. Let people go back to work. We've got to work. And, you know, we're running up a debt, but we need to get back to work. And I think that would solve it all. I understand some industries and some people may need a little something, but we don't need uh, all for everybody another check sent to every person in the country again. If someone needs it, let them apply for it. But we've got to get people back to work. Something something that that's uh, one of these things about sending these checks out. Uh, I know that there's a there's nursing home patients that are actually receiving that twelve hundred dollar check, and they don't understand that many of these don't even know where to spend it, and it's left up to the nursing home mm-hmm. personnel to to try to find something to spend for that that patient. Uh, and it's and it can become a really uh, big issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the families a lot of times say, "Well, can, why can't you give it to me?" Well, what happens is that they're not supposed to, according to law. Mm-hmm. They're they're not supposed to. That check is really meant to go to the to the person mm-hmm. uh, that the check is written to. That money is, and in fact, is it's against the law for the uh, form to pass it on to uh, to a family member. Mm. Um, under the Medicaid rules, really? wow! And I don't know if I don't know if the audience here knows that, but uh, uh, I know that uh, uh, we've got a lot of checks that are going out to nursing home patients and uh, that are on Medicaid, and they're uh, and there's there's basically just sitting in. A lot of them are just sitting there because the the uh, personnel at the at the nursing home can't. Can't, can't do anything with it. They, they can't find anything yeah, spending so on other than clothes or something yeah, like that. It's kind of bizarre to send it to, to nursing home residents anyway, in many cases, because all of their needs are already being met. It's, yes. it's not an issue there. But So one of the things that kind of concerns me about this is that we've got a decent percentage of the, of the country that is not producing. Mm-hmm. And so production is down, I assume anyway. But the government is still sending out a lot of money for people to spend. So mm-hmm. what happens if people continue to consume – but they don't produce. You're going to run out of goods. You're going to run out of stuff. Yeah. It's just like any business. Yeah. And so and so, what are we setting ourselves up for? Government is printing money like mad, mm-hmm. and people are consuming goods and services and, and food and whatever else, but they're not working. Yeah. What, what are we setting ourselves up for? Are, are we about to just come up on, 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 a, on a brick wall and discover, I need this item and there's nothing available there's right. nothing left listen this listen listen closely about what what's going on here the left wants a guaranteed uh, payment to every american every month if they're not working they are they're trying to get that passed uh, they can't get any traction that's what this is about it's also about 15 dollar an hour minimum wage mm. there's a method to their madness and their madness of those two things yeah, and it seems like that the republicans are playing into it also 
you know, this is not scalable. A business person looks at something mm-hmm. and says, if I do this, is it scalable? Right. Can I repeat this on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. And does it get the long-term goal that I'm shooting That's for? Right. This is, does not get the long-term goal you're, you're shooting for. You're incentivizing people not, to, not work to work and to be dependent on the government. They could just as well say, listen, we're going to cut the federal taxes so the employee and the employer do not have to pay federal taxes for for six months for six months you can hire somebody and they get dollar for dollar right. mm-hmm. for for what they pay them and boy, everybody would go to work then because you just got a 40 percent raise. raise and so uh quit incentivizing what you do not want people to do all right that new music means that we're out of time guys i appreciate you coming in thank you rd for coming in wayne the same to you wayne beach and to paul calvert to Iverson Jackson, we say good luck on your running on for the Arkansas GOP uh, chairmanship. And uh, he, of course, will continue to be with the power panel. I'm out of here. Back with you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Elizabeth will be with me by phone, as will the Bible guys here on 101.1 FM, The Answer.